Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the count. That was not me hitting the bong. That was me hitting the Diet Coke, bitches. What's the deal, you motherfuckers? Hi. My name is Kervin. My name is Megan. Welcome to Joint Accounts. Welcome. We've been waiting for you. We're sitting here cozy on our couch waiting for you. Pull up a motherfucking chair. I want to know where people usually listen to Joint Accounts. Like, do you listen to it at your desk? Do you listen to it during your commute? Do you have it on in your home? With your children present? No. Because <laughs> that's a bad idea. Yeah. I like to imagine people like driving to work. We're in their car and they're like stuck in traffic and they're hearing this voice soothe them, massage them, rape them. You better cut that. You, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> How you doing, baby head? It's always a, I feel like that's always a loaded question. On my part? I'm always like <laughs> malcontent. So are you saying that I ask you the question just to hear you complain? <laughs> no, I think that it's a good question to start off the episode with, but my initial reaction is to go good. But then I actually listen to the question and I'm like, how am I? And all I hear in, in my inner monologue is, Ugh. Yeah. Like I get asked that at work a lot. People are like, hey, how you doing? Like by everybody that I meet, of course, you know. I give them the the generic awesome, you know. Wow, oh, I don't get that. Yeah, I'm like it's awesome. It's a great Tuesday or whatever wow. fucking day it is. No, I don't get that. Yeah, because they don't need that. to know that I don't give a shit about anything or or. I them. mean, not anything. I mean, there's a difference when like if you ask me how I'm doing and like somebody at work asks me of how course. I'm doing, like they don't care. I, you know, I can't give them the answer that I give you. Right. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit, and I don't want them to know how I feel. So I tell them. It's awesome, you know, having a great day. Or I tell them, I, I'm hanging in there, you know? Yeah. The majority of the people that you ask how they're doing. They're all hanging in there. Yeah, they're all, they make that face like, mm, it ain't good, but it ain't it ain't bad. Sometimes we say at work, we'll be like, another day living the dream. Yeah. But like really sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> like, like right after we get done just cleaning up shit for 30 minutes just out of the crevices of body parts then i'll walk out into the hallway and someone will smile hey megan how you doing i'm like living the dream the views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them if you are at all offended eat a dick you know this is episode 20 i didn't know no, that it's not, it's not. you're a weirdo <laughs> i'm guessing i'm guessing episode 17. No, 17 is on air right now. This is 18. I was close, though. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that's unimpressive? <laughs> you, out of anybody, should know that I don't know anything. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. And the fact that I got even within five episodes is really impressive. You know what? Give me props. I am. As, okay. as a matter of fact, I'm going to get you something nice for Christmas. You already got my Christmas present. How do you know? Because you told me. It's somewhere in this house. I don't 
Ah, that gives me anxiety. Don't just don't go looking. I don't want to look, but what if I accident? It's not like I'm gonna accidentally stumble upon it, right? No, I'll tell you exactly where it is so you don't look. Okay. It's in the duffel bag in the closet behind my cloak. In the closet in your room? Yeah. We don't sleep in separate rooms, by the way. But Kerman I, has. I have a room where I like to just jerk off all over the walls, <laughs> and it's considered my room. So I, I take that. Kervin has an office and we have a bedroom, so I call it his room. So in that closet? Yeah. Okay. I put it Because I could have done that. I could have gone in there. You never know what my little head is going to do when you're at work. <laughs> I, I could have been doing some organizing, being like, today I'm going to organize all the bags in the house. And then I pull them all out and I'm like, what's in this bag? Sometimes when I get like a chance to And then to Christmas sit- is ruined for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when I have like a chance to sit down at work. I sit and I wonder, I'm like, what what is she doing with her little head right now? Really? <laughs> Do you really? No, I got I got better things Aww. to think of. <laughs> I was I thought that was really cute. No, I do do that. I do when you're home, when you're not at work. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder I'm like I'm like, what is she doing? And I'll text you, I'm like, What are you doing, baby head? Okay, so you know what I'm doing when I'm here. I am literally on the couch. All day? Pretty much. <laughs> Why you act like you don't know? I don't know. I always assumed you were Maybe I worked on the bed. <laughs> I worked from seven AM until eight forty five PM, I think, last night. Yeah. It was for sure after eight thirty. I think I clocked out at eight forty seven. And I, I didn't sit down almost my entire shift. Uh, are you trying to tell me, you trying to justify why you don't do anything on your days off? Yes, yes, yes. You don't have to justify to me. I, I feel that. like I need to sometimes because why? I feel like a lazy fuck. Well, as long as you feel it, then I don't have to call you that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't feel lazy. Do your thing, man. I want to talk about the people at my work who have no tact. Oh, yes. I had three separate people at my place of employment either explicitly or implicitly declare that I'm fat. All right, rapid fire, first person, what did they say? First person was looking at me while I was looking at the computer and she looked down at my badge and she looked back up at my face and she goes, you were a lot skinnier when you first started here. Person number two, what'd they say? Person number two, one of the uh, environmental service workers, which is custodial staff. Mm I'm walking down the hallway and he stops in front of me and he puts his arms out to the side like he's holding a huge, huge beach ball bigger than life and says, Megan, you're getting much bigger. Person number three, what did they say? Person number three was a patient. I admitted I'm doing a few things in his room and he told me I was his nurse before. And I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, you were my nurse before, but back then you're skinny and now you're fat. He didn't say he that. He said that, baby. He said, but then you were skinny and now you're fat. That shit sounds like a like a slur. Fat? Fat. You were yeah, he pronounced every letter in that fucking word. I mean he didn't say it like that. He had an accent and he was like kinda quiet about it, but he said those words. Yeah. And then I went into the bathroom and started crying. Of course. Not because he called me fat. But because, because it was the third person? I know a lot of fat people who I don't know. They're beautiful. They're healthy. They're, you know, I don't look at them and think, ugh, they're fat. The other day, uh, Tumblr had a big girl appreciation day. And I'll I just, just, I'll just leave it at that. I just think that, so. I jerked them so good. 
I just think that three times in one week is excessive. I don't think it was one week, love. It was. I mean, it doesn't matter. It was about a week and a half. Okay? Yeah. A part of me thinks that maybe it's like a cultural thing. It's for sure a cultural thing. To them, they're just, hey, they're just saying it. Because, I mean, if they're, if they're doing no, it to be bitches. No, but they were seeking me out. To, it was unsolicited, off the topic. Like, there was no reason to bring that to my attention. And also, I have gained almost 35 pounds in the last year. So I'm a little bit sensitive to this. Mm -hmm, of course. Because I've been feeling more insecure about my body because it's a lot different than it's ever been. And that's a short amount of time to gain that much weight. So I'm well aware that I have gained weight. And I don't need people at work when I'm already dealing with a bunch of shit. I just uh, don't... Saying that stuff to me. <laughs> I just don't know how they don't know that's not what you say. I told two Regardless of the three... That that's not a polite thing to say. What did they say? Actually, I told one of the three. I'm sorry. The last one? No, the the middle one. Okay, the custodial worker? Yeah. The patient, I just looked at him and smiled and said, All right, is there anything I can get for you right now? And he said no. And I'm like, All right, you push your call light if you need me. And I walked out. And then I was like, That motherfucker. And I'm like, You got a lot of nerve. Mentioning your, your, your weight. I just want to say your mean appearance. things about my patient, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but... If you're ever in a hospital bed, yeah. <sighs> I don't judge my patients. I honestly don't. I judge your patients. Until they're mean to me. No. And then it like turns something around in me and I'm like, you fucking crusty, <laughs> diseased fuck. <laughs> you better take that out. I don't really mean that. But that, that, that defense mechanism yeah. comes up. Like, how dare you? Yeah. But I've, you know, for the most part, 99.9% .9 of the time, I can have, you know, patients of all walks of life, all types of behavior, everything. And I don't, I really don't look at them with judgment. I know you I don't. really look at them from a place of compassion and, and from trying to help them. Of course. This, this is why, did I tell you that time you went to Atlanta, that I was home alone? And I was high as fuck. And I was watching some movie. And, it, and you started crying? Yeah. Oh, tell that story. You're like, I was trying to. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even remember what the fuck I was watching. But it was like a sentimental part. It was like a love scene of some sort. Mm -hmm. And there was something in the scene that, that reminded me of you. And I just drifted away in my own head. And I was thinking about... All the beautiful things that you are, that you do, that you say. And I was just like, man, like, I, I love my mom. I love my parents. Like, I love my parents. But, man, I love Megan. Aww. I was like, she, like, you are so fucking kind. Thank you, baby. No, honestly. And I was sitting there crying. Like, I've never met such a beautiful person in my life. No, don't cry. Don't cry. Because okay. I was sitting there crying. And I was like, thank God I'm home alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I was like, I was thinking, what if we get divorced? Or what if she dies? You know, just worst All case scenario. Awful things, yeah, yeah. Man. I was like, who am I going to, like, I, I can't ever get married again. Like, who am I going to find to not replace you? But like, you know, like once you've had the best, like, where are you going to go? Aww. Seriously, I, I was just thinking about that, and I was like, I got so sad, and I was like, I'm like, why am I watching this shit? And I put on Louis C.K. I was like, I'd rather watch that while I'm high. I'd rather laugh. 
That's beautiful. Thank you. Sometimes I need to be reminded of that because... Yeah, that's how I know you don't talk shit about your, your patients. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. I sometimes talk shit about doctors because they can be dicks to me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I saw a doctor do an awesome thing this week, though. Man, I was hoping it'd be awful because I like to hear when people are shitty. Okay. Little head. How's your head so fucking small? It's not that small. I... You act like I have a microcephalus. Yo, micro penises are a real thing. I didn't say micro penis. No, but when you were talking about micro whatever you just said, I thought of micro penis because I've heard that term and I was like, that's just some stupid term. No, there are really small penises out there, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. It's just, it's just, it's gotta, it's gotta like really warp your life. Yeah. Like sometimes I imagine what my life would be like if I had a big dick. Like like a big dick, like the kind of dick that when you yeah, cause my dick is average. My dick is not small or big. It's it's all right. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> that's I sometimes wonder what my life would be like if I just had a big dick. <laughs> yes, think about it. It's, I mean, you you can't think about it. It has nothing to do with you. Oh, it has, your dick has nothing to do with me. <laughs> no, I mean my life. My life would be different too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, cause um, I think about like. I feel like we're talking really loud. No, today. no, we're good. We're good. Don't worry about it. I've seen big dicks. Yeah. I've seen like screenshots, girls, uh, you know, sending text messages, and I've seen them in movies and porn, celebrities, you know, taking pictures in front of whatchamacallit. And I'm like, wow, what is your existence like just knowing this? This is what I'm packing. Like, you know what I mean? But then think about the opposite. If your dick is really small, yeah. like they say, dudes with little dicks, they make up for it by being cunts. You know, the way I see it is, I feel like if you have a little dick, you're probably like quiet, uh, withdrawn, timid, unsure. I don't know. I have met cocky. Little dick niggas? <laughs> I'm just cocky is a funny term now. <laughs> I, have, I have met cocky motherfuckers with tiny dicks and cocky motherfuckers with huge dicks. And... Quiet men with tiny dicks and quiet men with huge dicks. So I don't know that there's really a correlation. I think I think if I if I had a big dick, yeah. I'd, I'd be benevolent. Yeah, you yeah. don't think you'd be like an asshole? Like yes, the world is mine. I probably I probably take more pictures. <laughs> more pictures of your dick? Oh, I show it off. I show it off. I'd, I'd probably get a a. a... No, not really. Were you gonna say a, a dick piercing? No, I was gonna say like get a get a dildo made and like hang it somewhere. Like, oh my god, that's like going overboard. Yeah, that's a little bit like obsession. Like, and then you I did say you wanted a mold of my vagina one. Hell yeah, a and necklace. I'd wear it as a fucking a pendant. pendant. <laughs> yeah, I'd do it. I'd fucking do it. I'd fucking do it. I love you. You know, I really like when I say I want other people to fuck you. <laughs> I don't really mean it, but I do. Like when you're walking around naked, I really want to witness. <laughs> I want, I Can want, I get a witness? yeah, I want to knock on a neighbor's door like, Donnell, what you doing? You busy right now? <laughs> Just come check this out, player. Donnell's probably seen me naked before. Why? How? Because I walk around naked a lot and we have several windows that don't have shades next to the alleyway. I did that on purpose. A lot of times I'll go into the laundry room naked and who knows if he's taking out the garbage in the, in the little alleyway there. I was at, I was at work once. I'm sure he doesn't. Of course but you not. saw him walk by the bathroom one time or something well, I was and, taking a and shower. look inside. We made eye contact for half a second. 
<laughs> and I don't know why I felt weird. Like, I'm taking a shower. I'm supposed to be naked. You're the weirdo walking by the window looking. Well, it's hard not to look if exactly. there's a window right there. And I was telling myself, don't look, don't look. But then I was of like, course. fuck it. And then we made eye contact and I looked away like, oh, how awkward. Scrub a dub dub. Remember when he walked next to our room and scared the shit out of me because we had the blinds up? And we were laying there, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah. And he was right by the window. <laughs> nobody cares about Darnell. <laughs> I mean, I we do. Yeah, yeah. But nobody on the podcast does. Yeah. This feels too close Don't to my face. Don't worry about it, baby. It's, okay, but it's I'm bothering sorry. me. Okay. But, Get uh, your dick out of here. <laughs> <laughs> One day I was at work. Often I'm at work. And I, I'll admit, sometimes I'm listening to a podcast where they're talking about threesomes and orgies mm-hmm. and like crazy parties and uh i start to wonder or, or better yet i start to imagine mm-hmm. if there would ever be a time where you'd be down for a threesome or not even a threesome not a threesome to um like satisfy some kind of like internal like to satisfy me but more like the satisfaction that i'll receive is seeing you being pleased by someone else yeah but you you also said that that would be the worst part of it too of course, because, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's always, like, superficial. Like, on the surface, it's yeah. always always amazing. But then, you know, I think about the aftermath and, and, and yeah. you know, what little things, you know, might pop up as a result of, of that. But sometimes I wish sex wasn't so, wasn't such a big deal. Me too. Like, like, understandably, I see why it's such a big deal. But I wish it was something like... As casual as a hand, sh- as a hug. Well, I, like when you need I a hug. I wish that, like emotionally, it would be something that both of us could handle. Yeah. Because I think being together with somebody for the rest of your lifetime, monogamy can be a difficult thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm proud. I'm, e- I'm, 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 I'm surprised to hear you say that. I've thought about it before, and I don't have any desire to be with anybody else. But I do understand the impulse, and I could see how. There could almost be a healthy side Mm -hmm. to having an encounter with somebody that is sexual, that has nothing to do with your marriage. But I know that the feelings that go along with that would taint the marriage on both sides. Of course. Because the guilt and the shame you would feel as somebody, quote unquote, cheating, even if it was okay. And the the jealousy and insecurity that you would feel as someone getting cheated on. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be cheating. Cause I, mean, I know. I, that's not yeah. the, the right word. It but would be like all parties that are involved are like, yeah, this is a good thing. But I do, I do sometimes think, you know, I, I wish that there was a way to allow for that for both of us. Sometimes I, I, I think about that. You never said that to me. I know. It's a kind of a weird thought to have. I mean, I guess it's not weird. It's just weird to like bring up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, so I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. As we're watching. We're watching Grey's The Anatomy. Good Wife. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cheating. Yeah. No, because you know that little bit of a, a thrill that you get when you know that someone finds you attractive. Oh, of Just course. in every day, you know, someone has a crush on you Man. or you have uh, an encounter with a stranger where you feel that electricity. But, you know, it fades because, you know, this is life and mm. our life it doesn't involve that. Man. I think that there's something nourishing about that feeling that boosts your self-confidence, that yeah. makes you feel alive, makes you feel sexier. Of course. Makes you... 
in a in a weird way appreciate your partner more mm-hmm. because you bring something different to the table. So I do kind of think about what would it be like to experiment with that without it tarnishing the marriage and the partnership. Yeah. And I don't know how logistically that could work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think about it, when I imagine it, the downside that I see is all me. Like, I, I imagine my own internal struggle. And me too. I When I think about it too, I think of that. I think I think about what what kind of jealousy that I might suppress. Like, oh, no, it's fine. You have right. sex. Right. I really loved it. But like, you know, a year later, a month later, I'm like, wow. You know, I'll start wondering, like, I wonder if she moaned differently. I wonder, right. I wonder, I wonder if she thinks about it when she plays with herself now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. <clears throat> and then me. what, what do you think about the other side of it? What do you think about the feelings that you would have if you went and had a sexual experience outside of the marriage? I've never thought about that. It's an interesting concept. <clears throat> even though, even He's though, me. you know, obviously it would be something that you would enjoy. It's similar to the feelings, you know, like after you watch porn and you just like feel like after you come, you're like, Ugh. it'd be yeah. that. It would be that times like a thousand. Yeah, because they're right you'd there. Be in someone else's. You can't close their browser. Yeah, you can't. You can't close the browser. Exactly. It's a real person, you know. So. I wonder if all of that anticipation and all those feelings that as soon as you had an orgasm, if it, if all of Vanish. those would go away and you would suddenly feel shameful. Dirty. I think that there's a lot of work that one would have to do internally to be able to process that kind of stuff. And I think that even sexually, you and I would have to – I think it's the kind of thing that would take years before it would be okay because i think that we've only kind of scratched the surface of our sexuality with one another because of, of our own body hang-ups yeah. and things like that you know we we are pretty i would say vanilla yeah. in terms of our sex because it's it's a much more emotionally charged thing yeah. so i think that um you know those type of hang-ups are a sign that going outside of the marriage would be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So if it were something, you know, conceivably, it would it would be definitely way in the future and it would be something, you know. You mean like next year? <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about all the things that are out there? Like when we discover something new, for example, like I go down the wormhole on Etsy you know, okay. looking at different products. And I found that ashwagandha root. Okay. And it talks about how it's been used for all this time. I looked up the research about how it has all this cancer-fighting properties, all this great stuff for you. And then I sit there after, you know, reading about this stuff for like half an hour, and I think, how many more things are there out there that could enrich my life that I've never even heard of? Yeah, I do. That no one ever tells us about. Yeah. Like, I felt that way. I feel that way every time, for example, uh, when I heard about oil pulling. Yeah. Uh, diatomaceous earth. Um, that there's this whole group of people who have used and experienced these things. For years. Centuries, centuries sometimes. Yeah. That and it doesn't get talked about. Ever. I think as a, as a healthcare professional, it blows my mind, too. 
all of these alternative, considered quote unquote alternative therapies that uh, have great results that we never use in the hospital. I remember we were watching that movie when the guy was getting the lethal injection. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, well, why don't they just give him this instead? It's it's uh, more humane and... Yeah, why don't they just give like a slow, heavy dose of Dilaudid until someone stops breathing and slips away? Why did they give him fucking <laughs> potassium to yeah. stop their heart? They get a paralytic, they get something else. That just seems unnecessary. Like they want them to suffer a little bit. I always feel conflicted because you work in the health in the health industry, mm-hmm. and uh, my feelings about Western medicine, for the yeah. most part, uh, thumbs down. You know, mine are you know, I I would say I'm, I want to say half and half, because there's so much that is great about it. Of course, but I think that it leaves so much to be desired too. You, you also got to understand, I'm. I'm you're talking, you're talking to a man who hasn't been to a doctor in ages. Yeah. Last time I've been to the dentist was in 2009. I haven't gone to the dentist in like two and a half years. <laughs> I, I win. I fucking win. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I take care of myself by doing the, uh, or I try to take care of myself by, by doing the, uh, the usual, you know? Right. Get, getting lots of sleep, drinking water, exercising, trying to eat relatively healthy. You know, and and then doing all these things that that you know ashwagandha and and diatomaceous earth oil pulling infrared saunas, uh, foam rolling, you know, stretching, all that shit. Because I just feel I feel better doing natural things than going to a doctor. I mean, there are things there are some things that nature can't 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 help you with, and you need to see a doctor. Maybe. Sometimes you need a shot like, of penicillin. You know, nature ain't going to hook you up unless you're going to eat some, some old ass. What, how did they discover penicillin? I mean, penicillin is from nature. Yeah, what is it? Old ass mushrooms? What is Fungus, it? Yeah. Fungus, yeah. Fungus, yeah. But um, I think that there are a huge amount of things that could be prevented. Once it gets to a certain point, yeah, you need an intervention. Yeah. But if they had been treated or prevented with all of this more natural stuff, then you wouldn't need that is kind of what I'm saying. Of course. And and I, I think that's another reason why I I don't trust them because when you when you bring up the the, the option of natural homeopathic oh yeah you should see the remedies the, the the looks I get at work yeah when exactly I, they shoot them down you know um um I am considered I think there are a lot of people who think that I'm a hippie at work not a hippie but that's the best dis- descriptive yeah. word I can use for it my my director for sure thinks I'm she's like. What have you brought to her attention then? Uh, well, I told her that I want to do a research project on um, using essential oils in the hospital. Oh, yeah. I remember you told me about that. Which I'm going to be working on uh, for pain, nausea, and anxiety. Uh, let me just cut you off right there quickly. Because when when you first say it out loud, aromatherapy yeah. sounds like hocus pocus. But... There's research studies out there. Very very respected research studies that showed that it does alleviate certain conditions. Of course. It's not going to take away your It's not going to cure pain. cancer. <laughs> it's not going to, you know, you get cut open with a knife 
my lavender is not going to, you know, soothe you, soothe you that much. And but in conjunction with other therapies, it can, it can enhance them, you know, um, Anyway, so that was, I asked her, cause she kept, she kept saying, I, I want you to do a research project. I really think you need to do, you know, she's, she's trying to get me to do some stuff on the unit. And I go, I'll do a research project as long as it's something. I go, can I do one of my, she's like, yeah, you could do one of your hippie things, whatever you want to do. Just, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, bitch. <laughs> and I think that that's funny that, you know, I'm not even that radical when it comes to, a lot of that stuff because I'm still learning, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that, you know, I want to look into. There's so much information out there. I think about like the medical fields, their, their views on weed. Oh yeah. Just, just that alone. Like the way they look down upon it, the way they talk about it. You should, you should hear some of the stuff every once in a while at work that I hear. In my head, I always hear Nancy Grace. When she was arguing with uh, Two Chains mm -hmm. about weed, and you know it's addictive, right? You know it's addictive, and I'm thinking to myself, "Bitch, you probably never smoke any weed." Oh, maybe she does. I doubt it. I, I she feel... would be a lot calmer if she did. No, you're right. You're right. What? what but is... so is caffeine. So is sugar. So, so is, is vodka. So is everything. So beer. There are so many more things in the world that are harmful to your body. I mean, yeah, there is a small percentage of people who smoke weed who are fucking losers of course. and don't do anything with their lives, you know? Those are the people that they highlight. Exactly. Those, Those are, are the not the people. There are so many more people out there that smoke weed that you would never know. I also think about your fear of bringing it up to your doctor that you want to you wanna get off your medication. Your reluctance to bring that up because of how you feel they might see you or right. how you feel they might feel that you, you know, like just that. Almost like a judgment. Yeah. Of... That, 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 that relationship that they have with their medicine versus other medicine, you know what yeah. I mean? And I don't think my psychiatrist is going to be too judgmental. I think out of more than anything, she's going to be worried about me. She wants to make sure that... It's a, it's a safe move of course. for me. Yeah, because it's not like you're quitting cigarettes, you know. Yeah, it's, this it's... is something that helps me function. And But I, I'd like to think that if that's what you wanted and she's your doctor, yeah, she, she would will. find yeah. all the ways to help you do it as opposed to making you feel of bad course. about it yeah, or talking you out of it. I think that's true. You know? Yeah, sometimes I laugh at doctors. Me too. <laughs> you know, like... I, I believe in what they do to a, to an extent, you know. Some of them, uh, I think I I laugh at the close mindedness of some of them, because they learned a certain style, they learned a certain way, they've read certain studies, and they have this narrow focus instead of keeping an open mind about maybe there are things that um, they haven't thought about or that they. You know, it's all it's it's all related to what you've been exposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's like I would compare it to a history book. If we read a history book like we did in elementary school, Christopher Columbus discovered America, blah 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 blah, blah and you read this stuff and you think that that's the truth because somebody wrote it down, it was published, and that's what you were taught. So if you were taught a certain style of medicine. And, you know, drugs are bad, pharmaceutical <laughs> pharmaceutical drugs are good, you know, and uh, 
there's money that goes into, you know, what information is put at the top and readily available. And you have to go searching for things that are outside of that, you know. That That's a great segue into, um, like, that post that you were reading today mm-hmm. about, about the, the elections, you know. Sometimes, like, I'm at work listening to podcasts of people who, who think differently, who think mm-hmm. outside the box. Yeah. And I, I, for a split second, I just get sad because I feel like the general public, we're all just duped. We're all duped. And, and there's no way to prove that we're being duped. Right? There's no way, there's no concrete evidence that, hey, look, they're lying to us. All of them, they're fucking lying to us. And, and so many of us just eat the poison. They, they feed it to us like candy. And I'm just like, wow, this, this is life. This is it. The, the, the wheels have been set in motion. There's nothing you can do to stop this. And this is, this is what our lives are like. It has to be a deliberate action. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest with you, I hate talking about politics. Yeah, I don't want to talk about politics yeah. right now. I, I don't like talking about politics or religion or, or anything that um, like has to do with like group think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that group thought, that that mass. I think that's another reason why I, like I hate talking about it, but I have to really be in the mood. Yeah, it, it makes like me right sad. Now I'm just like, Ugh. Like when people ask me what's my favorite sport or my favorite team, I'm like, get out of my fucking face. What about when people ask you what kind of music you like? Don't you want to no, punch people in the face when they ask you that? But not enough people ask me that. That's a conversation I could have. Oh, not me. I'm why like, not? Someone asked me what kind of music I like. like Somebody asked you what's your favorite Kesha song. Oh, but that's, that was a, kind of a joke. But when I went to go buy my car, we got into the into the car, and the guy was like, what kind of music do you like? And I'm like, how do I even fucking answer that question? Nah. I'm sure he doesn't have any tool in his back pocket. Nah. Like, I listen, you know, whatever suits me at the moment. Sometimes I listen to, you know, Bach. Sometimes I listen to Tool. Sometimes I listen to fucking Drake. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Depends. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny? Like... I think it's amazing that, um, like, the older I get, the more I love older music. Yeah. Like, my parents, the shit yeah. that, that my parents were listening to. Mm-hmm. I that's, can, that's why I want to get a record player. Because I've been really into that old funk, yeah. R&B, yeah. soul music. Yeah. like Oh, and I just think it would sound good on a little bit of a little bit of a scratchy record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real authentic, like. I like that shit. Like, yeah. Every once in a while, like, I'll hear a song, and I'm like, oh, I'll Shazam it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's from 1973. All right, what else What else was popular around that time? I mean, there was a lot. There's a lot of garbage. But, I mean, you just got to – it's like when you're watching television. Like, there's a lot of garbage on TV. You just got to watch the show that you want to watch. Right. You got to look for the shit that you want. I love music. I don't even need to tell you that shit. I, I have come to the realization – maybe it's just this period in my life, but I'm not super into music for you know for the last couple years i used to i feel like that about hip-hop i just haven't been when i'm in the car i don't listen to music i listen to audiobooks or podcasts usually Nah. i just i don't know i'm not in a, a music place lately i used to download music every day like i used to constantly have like my ear open what's new what what got released what's you know but and, and i haven't been able to and it's okay because like you said, I'm listening to a uh, podcast and, and uh, you know, I like I like listening to other people's conversations and, and hearing what they're talking about and thinking about new things that, you know, I probably wouldn't have thought on my own. And then sometimes I get sick of hearing people talking and I go listen to some music. Yeah. I buy music. 
I know. I I commend you, but I also laugh at you. I mean, I think that it's important to support the artist. I do too. But then there's a part of me, and you know, me being an artist, I, I would, I would, you know, but there's another part of me that thinks, man, fuck all of them. Fuck them all. If I can get my hands on this for free, I'm going to do that. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like the, the pirate in me, the pirate in me <laughs> fucking is like, fuck that shit. If I can get the whole album for free in, in, in five minutes, I can just download it, get a torrent and just have it on my iTunes. Fuck that. What's your favorite song? My favorite song? Yeah. There's no favorite song. I used, That's such a dumb question. For the longest time, I've always said Billie Jean. Why do you make that face? What the fuck was that? I'm sorry. I don't. I'm Say it. Say it out loud. Let the people judge you. Say it. Billie Jean is a good song. That's not what you were going to say. But I don't care for Michael Jackson. <laughs> why, why are you covering your face all embarrassed? Because. Michael Jackson is king. I. Michael Jackson is God. Okay, yes. Relax. No. No relaxing. He's not God. pantheon of music, he's at the top. Okay. Amongst I, other people. I will not deny that he was very influential, very innovative, very talented. But you just didn't like his music. But I, yeah. All right. I can see. I can accept that. You yeah. didn't. You didn't shit on him. I'm, I'm not going to shit on him. Who could shit on him? I mean, his discography, his lifetime of artistry, you know, speaks for itself. Impeccable. Of course. He's the fucking man. But yeah, there's a few songs I like, but I'm going to say by and large, I'm, I'm not a fan. So if you had to pick a favorite song, a favorite artist. A favorite artist? A favorite artist. It, it, it would have to be Maynard from Tool, whatever he does. Like Pussifer, Perfect Circle, you know, uh, pretty much anything he has been involved with i have been a huge fan of and maybe because it was so influential for so long in my life yeah you know i don't listen to it as often now but he's coming out with a new album with two i don't mean to interrupt yeah but i hate to make this correlation it's the same thing with the way we're raised with religion and our beliefs because mm -hmm. you know if they catch us at a young age whatever whatever we experience at a young age yeah but i wasn't young i wasn't that young when i you started were, listening. you were a teenager 19 or 20. Yeah. I mean, that's that's young. That's young enough. Yeah. Like, when I think about the things that I experienced in my college years, yeah. at, you know, in high school, I hold dearly to that shit. Like, I used to listen. I'm a little embarrassed to admit this. Christina Aguilera came out with a Spanish album called Mi Reflejo. Mm -hmm. It was her second album. Nobody mm -hmm. really talks about it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. It was Spanish-speaking. She was singing in Spanish. And I played that shit forever back in, like, 2000, 2001. But I can't listen to that shit now. Yeah. Although, you know, back, back then, then, it was awesome. I liked Britney Spears in high school. You know? We were all into, you know, those, that pop stuff yeah, in high school. Boy bands were big. Yeah. Girl bands were bigger. Girl bands? What girl bands? Spice Girls. Wait. So, <laughs> I'm listening to fucking... So awful. It really is, but they pushed it. They pushed it. They had lollipops. They had the movie. Yeah. They, what the fuck were they talking about? And, and you know, individually they're talented. Like that fucking Mel C. I turn to you. I turn to you. That was a pretty, pretty good song. She probably didn't write it. Whatever. This episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by Respecting Your Pocket. Christmas is right around the corner. And for those of you who celebrated, you know that it's the most stressful time of the year. 
You're feeling all that pressure to buy the best present, spend the most money. When the fuck did showing love become about how much money you spend? Every fucking commercial is trying to convince you that you need to buy this. You need to purchase. Fuck that shit. Don't go wasting your fucking life away on this bullshit. Don't go charging shit to your credit card, spending money that you don't have just because you want to keep up with the Jones, with the Joneses. Don't fall into the trap. You buy your kids something, you buy your parents something, everybody else can eat a dick. Call your friends in advance, family members, let them know. Yo, this year, we buying one gift per household. That's how we doing it. And if they don't like it, well, tough. So don't go spend the money that you don't have and have some respect for your pockets. Now back to our show. Forgive me, Father. For I never sin. told anyone this before. Dear it has been 16 days since my last confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. Toma. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. Welcome to the confession segment. The confession session. I heard you have a confession this week. I do. Tell me everything and I will absolve you, my son. I've got two confessions. Ooh, two confessions. I'm going to hit you motherfuckers with a two for one. Two for. All right, so I told you this the other day, which is at work, when I when I keep finding the same pencil shaving mess in front of the desk, I go into that little kid's desk and I take away their pencil sharpener and throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so sickening every time I go to the same classroom and there's the same little kid making the same fucking mess. Just know. dumping the pencil shavings on the ground? Yes, yes. And these, these are fourth graders. These are fifth graders. They, they know better. And every teacher in their room has that industrial size sharpener. Same pencil sharpener we've been using since 1858. Yeah, exactly. It's that same <laughs> one. It's that exacto one. And... um. Yeah, it pisses me off because I got to go in there and fucking... And it's a sharpener with a shavings catcher, right? Yes. It's not just like they're sharpening no. it and it's falling on the ground. No, and what I see is the, the catcher gets full mm -hmm. and they just dump it right there without getting... They like just dump it right there and then next to their seats. And I just find like a pile of it all the time scattered that I have to sweep up and then vacuum because it gets caught into the carpet. So I was like, man, fuck this shit. Went into the little fucker's desk, grabbed his pencil sharpener and threw it out. And didn't feel didn't feel bad about it. Did not feel bad about it. That shit is 99 cents. Fuck you. Go buy another one. Or better yet, use the one. Get your ass up and use the one in the classroom that I dump every day. Like, yeah. Am I, is that evil? Is that evil? It's a little bit evil. Fuck those 10-year-olds. That's going to teach them. If they get another one, fine. But they start making a mess again. I'm going to take it and I'm going to throw it out. They're going to be like, somebody stole my pen. They, they, they you, should, you should just step on it and leave it under the desk. Oh, you a mastermind. I'm, I'm gonna, more evil than you. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I know how that. to be subtly evil. But then the sharpener still works. The catcher doesn't. So they'll just make a mess anyway. Depends on how hard you stomp it. <laughs> right. Or leave the catcher there and throw away the sharpener part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fuck you, you little 10-year-old. Piece of shit. My other confession is. Mm. Um, you have a baby with someone else? No, I wouldn't dare release that on the internet. No? No. I keep you that just keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> but uh, I must confess that I feel like a loser sometimes because on all these social media accounts that I have, I did put you a say R. Meteor? I did. Oh I did. God, that was so Tony Danza of you. 
Really? Yeah. Is that how he talks? Angela. He doesn't call her that. People could call my sister Roser. Roser. White people. Really? Yes, Roser. You just sounded like a white New Yorker. When I said uh, social media. Yeah. So yeah, across. You need to sit up straight, baby. I feel good, baby. Leave me alone. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> your you, your posture looks it's horrible. Horrible, right? You're like this. <laughs> and I'm making that face. Yeah. <laughs> so what I say? Yeah. I have to confess that across all these social media accounts. Yes. It's such a mouthful. Social media accounts. On the internet. On the internet. Sometimes I don't know you guys' names. I don't know most of you's names. That's what I mean. And I care a lot about you, yeah. like personally. Like yeah. your lives. I care about what happens. I care about you. But I probably don't know your name. Every once in a while, I'll get a message and they'll refer to me by name. They're like, hey, Curvin, I hope you're having a great day. I'm like, holy shit, I don't know this guy's name. And I'll like... People that I've followed for years. Yes. Yeah, no, and I have to like go read like 5,000 posts. I'm like, oh, there it is. The guy's name is Ben. All right, Ben. All right, Ben. Then I'm like, hey, Ben. And I'll respond and feel confident. But then I'm like, what if that's not his name? Or maybe I'm spelling it wrong. It's all that. It's all that. I, I, I feel like a shit person. And I'm like, how do they remember my stupid name? And I can't remember Jessica. This? I have a confession to add on to that. When I first started Tumblr, I used to keep a list of usernames and real names <laughs> because I was trying to keep it straight <laughs> on an Excel spreadsheet. Shaboom, shaboom. Mailbag, mailbag, baby. Shaboom, shaboom. Questions, comments, and confessions, maybe. What do the people have to say? All right. Mailbag, bitches. Mailbag. Send your questions and confessions and feedback and awesomeness to us. Send it to joinaccounts.tumblr.com. You could send it to Curvin and Megan at gmail.com. We would totally appreciate it. Because we haven't gotten a single email. You sons of bitches. It's not your fault. I don't email people either. I email so many people and never get any response, but that has nothing to do with this part. Yeah. But send us whatever. You'll end up on the episode and, you know, tens of people will hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miller Flintstone. I love her. We always love. I'm going to suck her. Oh my god, relax. Question cat. for both of you lovely people. Hit me. What are the best and worst Christmas presents that you've received? Oh man, that's an awesome fucking question. You first. I can't think of a worst present. I always appreciate presents. I hate you. I'm sorry, I can't think <laughs> of something where I'm like, that's an awful present. I mean, it's a present. Someone was thinking of you and got you a present. Okay. I definitely have stuff I've never used, but like the sentiment was touching okay, yeah I get, I get what you're saying yeah best christmas present i think it was the necklace you got me really yeah really yeah oh in your whole life it was me yeah oh i'm the fucking man tell I mean, your friends it's it's it was so it's it's beautiful i love it it's simple it's perfect for me it was from tiffany's even though i tricked you and made it look like i was proposing i knew you weren't proposing Really? Yes. I thought I was a great actor. I mean, it was a great act, but I knew you weren't proposing. Okay. He tried to be all slick. First, he got me a, an electric toothbrush. <laughs> hey, bitch. Which was nice. Brush your teeth, bitch. <laughs> I was like, awesome, I need this. 
And then he's like, come here. He took me to his room, went into his closet. He pulled out a, a, a box that was covered with some kind of velvet something. Uh-huh. Then he opened up the box and inside was a blue Tiffany's box that had a necklace in it. But he wanted me to think that he was proposing. But I knew. I knew. The best Christmas gift that I've ever gotten. Yeah. I always think back to when I was like five or six and my aunt got me like this bow and arrow gun mm-hmm. that shot darts. It was like it was like the highlight of my childhood. Yeah. It was the highlight of that day. Like like I loved as a kid I loved Christmas so much because, you know, all my cousins and aunts and uncles, we'd all get together and we eat food and we dance. And then when Chris when when it was time to open the presents, you know, that was always fun. But that day I forgot about everyone. Everything, all of that shit, and I just played with my little toy. And I had that toy for a long time. And you know, you would have to like have like plastic targets of like mm-hmm. henchmen and shit, and you shoot <laughs> that dart. That's awesome. I'd have to say that the worst Christmas present that I've ever gotten was the cat I brought home. <laughs> I can't say they were worse, but there were some Christmas presents that I've gotten, and I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? But you know what? For some reason, it escapes me. I can't think of it now. They, I, I've forgotten them. That's how bad yeah. they were. Yeah, like, probably. You know, that one guy in Miss Bill. See, you know names. It took me a while, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know if you knew in one year you both were going to die, what things would you do together to make that the most epic year ever? I already know what I'd do. Tell me. I'd quit my job. Of course. Because fuck you. I've Where do we live? We live right here. Oh, I'd have to keep working. No, I got credit cards. <laughs> we can put. We have enough credit to pay our rent for a year. We got enough credit to get one of those pre-approved. We constantly get those pre-approved bullshit. I think it takes a while to get evicted, so we could just like go through. Let yeah. them go through the eviction process. Let them go ahead. Fucking knock yourselves out. We um, won't be here anyway. We'll be traveling. Exactly. We're gonna <laughs> travel with with credit cards. And that's it. I'd smoke so much fucking weed. We'd have a threesome, an orgy. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. Don't make that face. I'm just, I'm making an I'd finally take it face. in the ass. <laughs> You'd finally take it in the ass. Come on, baby. We're going to die. Live a little. Live a little. No, thank you. No? I don't think I would want to take it in the ass. Even though we were going to die in a year? In a year? Why would that be like on my bucket list? No. I'd do everything. I'd suck a dick. Really? No, no, I let a guy suck my dick. <laughs> wow. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> well, I mean, there is a difference, but I just think that that's funny that that's where your mind... You don't have to do everything before you die. But that's what I want to do. I want to live my life... Because, see, I live my life really cautiously. Because, you know, you still have to face tomorrow. But when I think about that, there is no there is no tomorrow, like Apollo Creed says. You'd be like, come suck this dick. No, not, not just that. I just want to do everything that, you know, I've always... Wanted to do. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think that's funny that that's now, where your brain went. No, I was joking about that. I mean, yeah, I want to do some like crazy. I get so fat. I would eat everything. <laughs> I would have an apple fritter every day. Oh, I'd have Mr. Good Bar, pizza, all those pictures that get reblogged on Tumblr. Yes. I'd find where they make that yes. shit. Those shrimp fucking Fried chicken burgers. Yeah, I would just I would do a bunch of drugs. I would just get oh, high as fuck. And orgies, baby. I mean, orgies don't interest me that much. Why not? Yeah, we could probably throw an orgy in there. Thank you. God damn it. Man, I'm about to die. You want to give me my dying wish? 
I mean, you can have an orgy without me if it's that serious. How much fun is it without you? I don't know. <laughs> you look so sad. So we would just basically be heathens. Yeah, we would, we all the just, seven cardinal sins. All the all gluttony, the, yeah. sloth, fucking all that shit. Yeah, all of them. I'd indulge. I mean, not all of them. I mean, not all we of them. We don't need to like rage and wrath and. Well, you know, if somebody cut me off, I'd finally fucking. I'd tell the police to suck a dick. I'd shoot a cop in the face. You would go to jail for the rest of the time. I'm baby. gonna die in a year. Fuck all y'all. So you just want to sit in jail for the rest of the time? I'm saying though, if instead it, of orgies and fried chicken. If I'm in the middle of an orgy and a cop comes knocking on the door talking about keep it down, I'd be like, fuck out of here, copper. How about you just come on his shoes? Something. I'll disrespect him like, however you I can. Disrespect this him. Is but for <laughs> you better cut that shit out. That's so disrespectful. It is. Okay. <laughs> Why is my sense of humor so shitty, yo? <laughs> Why? Why do I think like that? I don't know. Okay. Anonymous said, this isn't a question, this is just a comment, which I love. Tell me everything. Anonymous said, I was being a creeper on both of your blogs the other day, and something came to me. If Curvin and Megan decide to have a baby, their baby would hit the genetic lottery. Thank you. Did you send this to us? No. Why would I do that? <laughs> you two are so fucking attractive. It's unreal. Not only that, but your baby would have some kick-ass, amazing people as parents. I love that. I love you. Why are you anonymous? Let us love you. Yes. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. That feeds into our narcissism so good. Sometimes we need to hear it because sometimes we say it ourselves and it's not the same when you say it. <laughs> That is awesome. No, honestly, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. I donh. don't know if we're ready to have a baby, though. We'll shut talk, up, Kervin. We'll talk about that later. Uh, shut up, Kervin. Uh, we have an anonymous confession. Yes. I love you fucks. You guys, I posted something and you guys fucking adhere to the rules and the terms of the conditions terms of the of contracts. <laughs> anonymous says, I am married, and in parentheses, happily, I swear. And sent someone on here nude photos. Yes. And some pretty raunchy videos. Yes. And this was happening mutually for months, flirting and sexting. You go, girl. I, I have so many questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue, one day, without warning, they dropped me, changed their Tumblr slash kick, and totally iced me out. No explanation. They pursued me, if that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going anywhere, and it really was just a sexy distraction. So why are my feelings hurt? Um, Hold I, on. Okay, what are the We questions? need to digest this. Okay. What made you do that stuff if you're happily married? I mean, you can't, you can't ask questions, baby. I know. Because they can't it's answer. Just a, just a oh, discussion. Oh, okay. Uh, unless it's okay with your partner that you do that, then maybe that's yeah. the case, but I doubt it. Not very many people are that open-minded. Yeah. Um, I know you say it's like a sexy distraction, but I feel like that's, I mean, a sexy distraction is scrolling Tumblr, but I wouldn't like be like, Hey, here's my tits. I, I think it's like what we mentioned earlier where you feel good because somebody else finds you attractive. Right. But I still feel like that's a betrayal to your partner with, if they don't know about it. We don't know. We don't know what their situation is. Wouldn't you feel betrayed if I did that? If like one day we're recording the confession portion of Joint Accounts yeah, and you and I tell was like, me. For three months I was sending this guy pictures of my asshole. I'd be like, have I seen these pictures? Yeah, I'd be a little betrayed. Yeah. I feel I feel a little betrayed. Yeah. But for some reason I wasn't worried about that. Like while listening to the question. You were just excited that someone was sending nasty yeah, send, pics and photos. Listen, if he stopped sending, send them to me now. You can send them to Kervin. <laughs> 
Um, I give you permission. I honestly think... As long as Kirvin shows me. Yeah. You guys can say whatever we, we you share. want. So, yeah, I think the reason why you feel sad, your feelings are hurt because you got rejected. rejected. Yeah. You got ad- abandoned and rejected. Um, even though it wasn't something you were, like, necessarily emotionally invested in. It's still... That uh, part that was your ego that was getting stroked then mm-hmm. just got kicked to the curb. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird. What a fucking asshole. Like... You don't know where that guy's coming from. You don't know where that guy's coming from. Why you got to take the asshole side? Why he's got to be an asshole? Because it is common courtesy to at least give an explanation to somebody if you're going to just fucking change all your shit and not talk to him again. All right. But what if this guy was in a similar position? Like, let's say he was married. And right. He suddenly guilt overwhelmed him. And he's like. So then send a fucking message and say, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, send a quick explanation. You're like, listen, this was fun. I really like receiving your pictures yeah, and your videos. Don't make the person feel like a loser. But uh, I think my my wife is on to me. Yes. And I gotta. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I guess you're. I right, gotta yeah. change my information. I'd appreciate it if you didn't contact me. Raunchy videos. That's all you need. Yeah. What kind of videos? Raunchy. Like Does that you mean, don't like putting stuff in the pussy. Who knows? I mean, raunchy doesn't get used unless. You know what I'm saying? It depends on you know. Some people the say X-rated. Send them X-rated videos. Raunchy. I'm thinking like... Like to me, raunchy would be like me just like splaying my pussy out. But that might not be raunchy to someone else. That might raunchy be... might be like... The regular Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might be like, you know, putting spatulas handling first up the butt. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about anal play that really doesn't... Doesn't do it for me. Like, if somebody sent me a video of them putting a spatula in... You would love it. I'd rather rather they put it in their pussy. Okay. You know? So if you guys are going to send raunchy videos to Kervin, try and focus on the pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you could do, though, honestly, is (laughs) you could have, like, a side blog and post that on there, you know? Yeah, people will give you love on a side blog. Just, like, an anonymous... If you like that little bit of voyeuristic... I mean, I do. But I mean, on her end, if she wants to be exhibitionist. Yeah, that's you know? what I meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry your feelings got hurt. Yeah. But high five for being a... High five for doing it. Yeah. Because you might die next year. <laughs> Not you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. That's it. Yes, yes, yiggity. Yes, yes. We did it. Thank you so much for being fucking awesome individuals. We, this is our last episode of 2015, and we just want to thank you guys so much for listening. We can't express enough how much we appreciate the love, the reblogs, just indulging us in every aspect of this endeavor. I can't believe we're still doing it, honestly. Like, yes. I didn't think that... I didn't really think long term about it. I'm like, well, let's try. Let's see what yeah, happens. I didn't fun. really think there'd be people like, yes, make a new episode. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you guys. We do love you guys. Have a happy new year. Merry Christmas, if that's your thing. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. I think, is Hanukkah happened already? Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. If you don't believe in any of that shit, happy end of the year to you too. Festivus for the rest of us? Yeah. You know? Air your grievances. Seriously. We love you fucks. 2016 is going to be awesome. What were you going to say? You motherfuckers stay black.
will conclude this evening's entertainment. Why you gotta make eye contact with me? It's so fucking creepy, baby. When I make eye contact? When you make eye contact and fart. <laughs>